0: Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower Masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of Masters athletes because we love this sport. I'm Jason Grubb. I'm here with Rick Stevenson. This is episode number 24. Hey, Rick, how are you? Doing well, Jason. Another week passes by, and here we go again. We had really fun weekends, both you and I, this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, I had uh, the wedding of my son. 22 year old son who I was able to go backpacking with a week before the wedding. And uh, we just we just were talking about that before we clicked record. And that was a devastating workout. This backpacking trip. I skipped a day of training. Watch
1: the video. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh, it was something else. Um, but then had just an amazing wedding weekend this past weekend and uh, reminded me just how how great it is to be able to hang out uh, with family a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Friday night rehearsal dinner, Saturday wedding, Sunday brunch um, and then Sunday afternoon training session because I didn't train on Saturday because I'm insane. And that's just what we do on games
1: training season uh, and you had a wedding this weekend as well we had a you know we we coordinate weddings from denver to cleveland weddings <laughs> could only have happened on july 15th so it worked out perfectly yeah fam- nice family wedding uh niece got married uh and uh had an adventure the night before and that rescued my daughter from new york missing flights canceled flights drove through the night to get her and back so we can make the one o'clock wedding and uh all was well uh, uh, good to see family and uh a good time and uh I'll tell you, training Sunday did not feel real good, as I told you before. Yeah, it's, and that was it, that was no alcohol, that was nothing. It was just body worn out.
0: Well, when you pull an all nighter as like mm-hmm. a teenager or like you know studying in college or something like somehow you function and i don't i don't remember feeling like garbage but i know that if i get even less than like 6 hours of sleep just a- on accident something happens mm-hmm. um i am a walking corpse and i should not be training yep. the next day and yeah by sunday
1: you were you were in a sleep deficit for sure absolutely, absolutely. i'm glad i don't wear a whoop anymore because i would not have liked to have seen the data on that one
0: no you were Uh, deep in the red
1: multiple days in a row depressed me
0: well let's jump into the news and then we are going to take some listener questions uh today it's always fun to grab some listener questions from instagram we have some from a previous time you posted on instagram and also a couple of new questions from a post on instagram today so we'll answer a few questions that came up from the listeners we appreciate Uh, those that submitted questions we love good content like that i mean we think we know what we want to talk about or we think we know what's interesting because it's interesting to us but every once in a while listener questions will bring something up we're like ah such a great idea or uh i've been asked this a hundred times individually let's let's go ahead and announce this on a on a podcast but before we jump into listener Mm -hmm. questions uh let's talk about the news what do you got
1: ah well Uh, We can start with um, the announcement from uh, CrossFit that uh, athletes this year will be doing, as they said in their words, a version of Helen uh, at the Games for you in uh, just a few short weeks. And that got back to a, uh, if you remember type of, uh, uh deal that, uh, games programming has almost always included some type of a girl workout in, in some years it's been multiple, uh, girls. It's been versions of, and if you remember last year, it was, uh, elevated Elizabeth and then, um, the, uh, elites individuals did uh, Jackie pro to, to finish things up at the end. Um, so there's always a, a, a tweak And this year it was just called a a version of, so we'll let you just continue to think about that. And knowing that um, if you roll through the history of the games, uh, it's, It's really interesting to look back and see how many they've touched and at what versions. Everything from Amanda to beefed up Amanda to um, uh, Nancy and and Naughty Nancy. And in the year of 2020, I forgot uh, the online port part of the games before they cut them down to uh, five men and five women. They had. a version of a girl workout for, for, they did friendly, four Fran. of the six friendly yeah. Fran and not, uh, nasty Nancy or something like that. Uh, I mean, yeah. oh, yeah, friendly Fran, um, nasty Nancy, awful Annie, and uh, maybe that was the. And Damn Diane. Damn Diane was the other one. Yeah. So luckily it was the the individuals tackling those tests.
0: Well, I think it it demonstrates the richness of the sport. You know, when Mm -hmm. Glassman founded the sport, he just decided to name these handful of benchmark workouts after females or with female names for whatever reason. Uh, But it's turned out that you could take these workouts and you can manipulate them and change them and uh, scale them up. You scale them down. And uh, one of the best parts of bench about benchmarks is that uh it's this test and retest type situation like what's your fran time what was your fran time when you were 42 what was your fran time when you were 39 like for us that started later um you know i i did fran uh last week actually as a finisher and i'll tell you that my fran i did not pr fran as a finisher workout but (laughs) i would hope not as a finisher come on no he was awful uh and i definitely practiced just standard helen today Uh, 400 meter run, 21 kettlebell swings, 12 pull ups just to get a feel for it. And I very much doubt that that's the version that we'll see at the games, just the standard version. It it could be, but they said in the post a version of and those three words are what causes uh, games athletes to lose sleep because this could be the double Helen pyramid version that we saw at the games in 2010 I believe it could be mm-hmm. just 2010 yeah could just could just be double Helen uh it could be heavy Helen maybe with sandbag cleans that would be kind of silly that would be silly because it, that's that really gets us off course but we could see something where we have alternate uh length runs we have maybe different weight kettlebells or heavier kettlebells or kettlebell single arm kettlebell swings which would really be more like a kettlebell snatch which i think would be really much easier to judge this is all speculation I'm just this is where my brain goes in all these different directions just, and we could do pull it's just ups fun to watch your brain work <laughs> pull ups <laughs> chest bar muscle ups as as because we have three rounds we could see you know maybe some increased levels of gymnastics there um So uh, there is not enough time or energy or even a necessity to practice every version of Helen. But I did uh, I did get my hands on a kettlebell and did some standard kettlebell swings, which honestly, I don't don't do a lot of full Mm -hmm. range kettlebell swings. I do a lot of heavy uh, Russian kettlebell swings, but the full range, they felt great. The pull ups after them felt great. I remember the first time I did Helen. I remember how grippy it was and like wasn't Mm -hmm. sure if I could hang on to the kettlebell and then hang on to the pull up bar. You know, we're. We're past that now, and it's just how fast can I run is really the the challenge in this one. Yeah, so it's fun when they release these.
1: I did see a post, and this is interesting, uh, today that actually this year is the 20th anniversary of them releasing Helen. Um, The date, and I wrote it down here, was August 9th, 2003 is when it first showed up on the main site. Wow. So – uh, probably that's the reason I would, I would imagine, yep. you know, not many, you know, CrossFit still is in, in its infancy as a sport. Longevity hasn't, hasn't happened yet. We don't have decades and decades of records to, to look back and, parse through like other sports do uh so to say something is 20 years old that's pretty cool that is really cool uh that's about the time when a lot of the other original girls were released was 2003
0: wow wow what a fun what a fun nugget of history that you've got there
1: um well we could speculate
0: all day uh we I think the next clue we'll get is when they release the standards. That'll give us obviously a really clear idea of what we're doing. Right. Uh, and maybe, you know, there was a conversation around the grips last week, uh, how they talked about grip length, not as it, with a flat hand, the grips can't be longer than your middle finger. Uh, and I could see that applying to grippy workouts like Amanda uh Amanda like Helen and Amanda if we were to do Amanda but just for Helen for Helen's sake uh, when you've got you know that kettlebell in your hands uh, maybe longer grips could give you a slight advantage on that grip uh, or that many pull-ups maybe longer grips give you an advantage there so maybe there's some crossover on you know before they released Helen they wanted to get out into the public like hey you cannot have grips longer than this so that we don't even Mm -hmm. have questions around that around Helen because they're probably going to give us some sort of Helen version 3000 um, 20 20 year anniversary edition it's Helen 20
1: year anniversary Helen it's just
0: it's it's it's, what would be a word (laughs) that they could use like heavy Helen or hellacious helen or horrifying helen or, or you know something that sort of a starts with an h um yeah. you know whatever like it is it's damn gonna diane. Be, no. yeah like <laughs> damn diane um yeah he, he, yeah hellacious helen um is what i can imagine and if we're all doing it that just makes it really fun I, again that's a trend that mm-hmm. i love that they're doing last year all of the athletes did the exact same workout or, or yeah i guess Correct. essentially at the water yeah, same. yeah. the pool yep. uh if we do something yep. like Swing that as eat. well It's just so fun. Uh, It creates some unity among all of the various age groups, divisions, um, adaptive, all of it. It's really
1: cool. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we'll. Just wait and see. I
0: know. Wait and see. What else we got? Was there anything else on the news cycle?
1: Uh, uh, Reebok announced uh, a little bit of a new uh, program for you uh, that you'd be eligible for. Uh, More of a a sweepstakes, it looks like, to reimburse for travel funds. Uh, So there's some signups, and I I know that uh, there'll be some posts coming out. You can read some articles on it. Uh, But certainly just wanted to mention that uh, people are listening to this, uh, those those athletes that will – pertain to you being one of them yeah uh there'll be more more details and that's also nice but it does uh run rival to the boulder athlete bonus program so <laughs> hey. i just uh, but but you can sign up for them all you can i might department. as
0: well when there's yep. free money out there i'll put a link yep. in the show notes for both the morning chalk up article about the reebok uh Travel fund program, and for those Masters athletes that have not yet signed up that are competing at the games for the Boulder Athlete Bonus Program, there's no obligation uh, whatsoever. It's if you win an event, you get a $50 bill uh, at the unofficial Masters after party. You just got to sign up, and here's what we've decided, Rick: that if for some reason, because the my reach is only so far, I'm not sure if I can get in front on social media of all of the 60 plus masters athletes, maybe, maybe not mm-hmm. even all the 55 plus ones, not all of them even know about this. So if, if someone does win an event and you know about the bonus program and they don't just tell them to, to find me online, find the after party, which is at the Capitol grill on Thursday night, the night we finish it's at the Capitol, not the Capitol grill, the Capitol brewing Co- brewing company uh, in Madison. And just come get your $50. It's simple. Like, just come show up. Like, they, we won't be offended. Like, if you won an event, you get $50. Uh, so, perfect. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Reebok, um, Boulder athlete, just anyone who is investing and in supporting athletes. I mean, it's just really fun to see that happen. So um, that's it on the news cycle. There wasn't really anything else. I'm sure as we get going, as we move into next week, we're going to see some more events pop up. We're going to see some standards. There's going to be even more fun things to speculate about. And then we'll just mention this now. As we get through the games, we're going to start turning our attention towards the Masters Fitness Collective, which is happening the last week in September into October, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the Masters Fitness Championship. Fun, amazing four-day event for Masters athletes. There's also the Legends Championship championship which is in december but that qualifier will be coming up after the games i think it's late august right. when that it's online in, qualifier and opens runs
1: up. through sup- part of september right yeah yeah
0: yeah so we'll yeah. we'll get all the information we'll provide all that we can gather there and we'll also try to reach out to uh those that that create those events and try to get them on as guests so that we can learn all about those two events because those masters athlete competitions they come fast and uh we really want to make sure that that everyone knows about those as well.
1: It's it's the season for those. And yep. uh, one other thing that we don't have a lot of information on, and I think that was by design until until after the games, was the, the Wadapalooza West Coast uh, yes. that was announced. You know, it'll be from, I heard an interview, uh, you know, the, the regular fitness festival type of atmosphere, but what does that mean for those of us over 35 wanting to compete, uh, details to follow. I mean, if it's as narrow as a field as Miami is turning out to be in 2024, we'll see, but it'll be at Huntington beach. Um, fantastic setting. If you've ever been there, uh, yeah. it, 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 rivals, uh, uh, Miami. And I think in some ways, uh, I think it's almost prettier than Miami, um, <laughs> yeah. out there, but Uh, you know, and it's a lot closer to CrossFit's roots. And I think that's, uh, That's a yep. driving force there, but that'll be on master's radar as well. So we'll keep yep. uh, people as updated as we can.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's jump into listener questions. Uh, we had the first question I, I decided we'd pull up here is uh, a really simple question. Uh, Dan McPhee asked this question on Instagram. He says uh, one training session per day versus two training sessions per day. What are your thoughts on one training session versus two training sessions? I know you've done both. I've done both. Mm-hmm. Uh You want to take a crack at this first?
1: Uh, I'll say yes. And it depends on where you're at along in your journey. Uh, For um, the athlete that is... uh, a master's athlete that is moving well, uh, maybe a little competitive, might do some local competitions around the area. I think staying healthy and you can achieve a great level of fitness uh, with one session a day. Um, if you're at a slightly higher level uh, and looking to really compete uh, a, you know, in maybe multiple competitions a year, uh, knowing your schedule, I think what you want to touch is our two, two sessions. And that comes back to lining up with a coach that has your goals and interests in mind, knowing how your day shapes and lays out what you can get done in those two sessions. Uh, so yeah. it, it, there, Dan, it's, it's really where you are at in your, in your fitness journey.
0: Yeah. And I'll take it from the, uh, I'll take it from the perspective of you're on that path of like, I want to be the elite masters athlete, Um, I'm not going to touch on, you already touched on where you're at, but if you are at that point where you need to have increased volume in order to uh, compete at the highest level, I strongly believe in the idea of, of being really smart and intelligent about the volume of training that you do. So I believe two sessions can really help manage volume. So if you are able to get that early morning session in or mid morning session or create a schedule where it allows that you know you're able to pack in a tremendous amount of fitness and maybe a two-hour first session then you get to eat rest have a shake recover this afternoon I, honestly i, I did uh, work on the couch and i did two hours of norma Tech, uh compression cycles on my legs uh, while i had my laptop on my lap just getting work done uh, in order to recover and be ready for a second session this afternoon. So I'm really able to get, uh, you know, one and a half to two times the amount of volume in one day when I separate those sessions. Um, There are times when I am pressed for time, and I've got to drop down to that uh, single mega session. And it's the training is not as good and I'd rather not try to to slog my way through a long session that's just going to crush me um, and I'm not actually going to be giving high levels of effort towards the end of that 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 mega session so if you have the budget if you have the capacity at this point to have that volume uh, and you can organize your schedule for that, uh, 100%. It's, it's really great to have two sessions and to be able to really recover, fuel up uh, and be ready for that second session. Let's see. Uh, another question from our listeners. This is great. Uh, Kevin This McCaffigan. is a very
1: random process, as you can it tell. Is so, it is.
0: It's so random. <laughs> yeah. It's so random. I, as it rolls through. <laughs> I am. I am rolling through the, the questions. Uh, I'm very much cherry picking like once. Be, uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna say there should be a uh a wheel of fortune type spin and, here.
0: I know, and we almost have a like a lightning round, like uh, you know, uh, are you a cat person or a dog person? And well I'll just ask yeah. you that, Rick. Yeah. Are are you are you a cat person or a dog person and why? I'm a dog person. Absolutely, hundred percent dog person. All right, me too. I mean that's that's fair, and we're on the same page on that, and it's really the only right answer. So we'll just—I <laughs> have a strong opinion on that. Uh, Kevin same McAdams. Here. Kevin McAdams asks, "How do you stay motivated for competitions and the Open year after year after year?" And I think that's a great question.
1: Uh, yep. Uh, would, you, would you like to start? Oh, sure. Uh, okay. Well, Kevin, I think uh, for myself, I think it's because the progress uh, that I have been able to make. Um, you know, everybody has a different journey, but you know, when I, when I started out, there were, I was at an age where I was still in, uh, I, yeah, I was still in the individual division, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. There was, there were no, uh, baby masters, uh, divisions. So, you know, I, I was doing it to learn, to learn how to learn the sport, learn what CrossFit was about, be part of the community. And that really the gyms, the gym that I was at, uh, helped foster that uh environment and it made you know the open exciting and you wanted you wanted to put your best foot forward you wanted to be healthy when uh those 5 weeks of open came around uh each year um and then you know as i got older into the different age groups uh, and I was able to compete you know a little bit on a on a bigger stage uh It was again it was the some of the limited success I had lit the fire and made me keep wanting to come back to it every year and so now it, it's just a i I can't uh think of doing anything other than uh the open in the uh late winter early spring around this time. It's just comes with the change of the season that's just how my clock is set. And uh, it's a it's a very motivating time of the year, uh, because the weather leaves a lot to be desired around here that time of year.
0: It definitely gives you something to do. Um, yes, for me, look for me,
1: to. I, uh, I was thinking about
0: this. And I, I completely agree with you in, in all of the uh, aspects that you just shared, Rick, the the other thing that's for me is, uh, well, one, once I test tasted little bits of success, or a little bits of victory, that became, you know, a bit of a addiction or an obsession for me. Like uh, I, I I'm good at this. I love this. Uh, I know, I know for you, Rick, you know, having been to the games once, uh, it just whets your whistle. Not like you want to go back again. It's just Mm -hmm. a natural feeling. Uh, And then I was also thinking about, um, you know, there's those times when it's like October or uh, uh, even late September, October, November, where it's very much an off season. Uh, Maybe, you know, I'm not really training for anything in particular. Maybe I'm starting to really start to think about legends uh, in November, but, but there is a kind of a real lull during an off season there in my particular season. Uh, But I also find that I just am the kind of person that has a habit of training every day and it's not necessarily that i'm motivated to train every day like i don't i don't always feel like snatch work i don't always feel like doing heavy front squats like these are just not things i wake up thinking i can't wait to front squat heavy today it's not pleasant um but i'm the kind of person that has the habit of training every day between 10 and noon, I am training. That's what I do every day. Or if it's a double session day, and I often do double sessions throughout the year. If it's four in the afternoon, what I'm doing is I'm training. So there's almost a habit that I have formed over time that um, makes me feel uh, there's a rhythm to, to life. And and I, 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 I thrive in in routine. I thrive in habits. I mean, I've shared on this podcast. I eat almost the same thing every day. I go to bed about the mm-hmm. same time every night. I wake up about the same time. I get up, ice barrel, sit in the sun, have coffee, eat breakfast. This is like a three-hour process just to get out. Not really. It's not that much. But I'm uh, <laughs> going to say, uh, <laughs> wow, it's <That's> awesome. <laughs> then I bask in the sun. Then I get a massage. No, that'd be great. Um, but it's a very routine. So my routine is that I I do that and by by having that habit on a daily basis, um, you know, I, I just do that. I think in the future, when we're not traveling in an RV full time, I think another part of that that I've had historically, and I plan on having in the future, is that there's a community, there's a CrossFit gym that I'm excited to go be a part of, there's a there's a community that I enjoy seeing every day, so there's a social aspect to this lifestyle that also keeps me motivated. Um, I, I love this Absolutely. particular season in Colorado. Yep. Yeah, I, I've been training at a gym for the last month, and I've had a training partner for the most part for the last month. And like Zach, every day is this 30-year-old kid, and he's like, "When are we training today?" And I tell him, and we go in and we kill ourselves. Um, that's that's fun. So I think I think you know having a smile on your face while you do that is is super important. Um, okay, Rick.
1: Yeah. Next. Especially oh, the community. Last thing, the community becomes you know almost like a second family, and oh, awesome. uh, it's your friends, it's who you look forward to seeing each day, and it's shared suffering that we've often talked about. Um, yeah. You know the magic of the magic of CrossFit, uh, and not to be <laughs> stealing their lines or anything like that, but the magic of it is it, you know centers greatly around uh, the community aspect of it. So really does. Hundred percent. Look forward to that. Next question. What do you have for another one here? Yeah. Next... Random. Random Random. random question selector. Here we go.
0: Uh, What comes up now is if you only had to have a Concept2 cardio machine, which would it be? Rower, bike, or ski? I'll take a shot at this one first.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, you need to lead off on this one.
0: Oh, it's really tough, and this is one of those where I get this asked all the time. Probably once a week, this question shows up in my Instagram uh, messages. So, I, I, I think the I think what's best for overall fitness of those three machines is probably the rower. If I only had one, I'd probably want the concept to rower. Uh only and that's just me. For me, I get a tremendous stimulus from the rower. Like nothing can put me in the pain cave the way the rower can. Nothing can get my heart rate up as high as as the rower. I'm very good at skiing and I love the ski erg. Like that's that's a treat to have one of those, which I have all three of these with me in my RV. I love the bike. The smoothness of the bike is just amazing. Um, it's also has has a great stimulus as well as as well as the ski. But I would say if I could only pick one as something to have in my garage, I would go with the rower because I think it's probably the the most well-rounded largest muscle groups get attacked with the rower. An argument could maybe be made for the ski, but I really feel like the rower would be the one I would prioritize. And then I would highly recommend getting all of them. So you don't even have to make the
1: decision, but, uh, but the rower first,
0: that's my take. How about you?
1: Okay. Well, just to avoid having to agree on everything, (laughs) which, you know, I, Hey, well, the first piece of equipment that I had was a rower, just because it's what we would see in the open. It's what, uh, most CrossFit affiliates first had in terms of, uh, terms of machines, machines, um, and I, yes, I agree with your points, but, uh, preparing you for those near death experiences, I think you have to go with the bike, um, mm-hmm. especially the, the new rogue echo bike, not so new anymore, but you know, most of us started out with the, uh, the assault bike. And when you look at it now and how, 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 I, little it is, I guess, is maybe a way to describe it compared to the to the tank-like feel of the um, of the Echo bike. Uh, sprints on an Echo bike, or uh, you know, longer duration uh, training pieces, uh, it, it just turns my stomach at times. And so, I think I certainly need as much work as anybody else does. And if I had to pick one right now, I'll say the Echo bike. Well, just, I think that's just I, probably. I, Space. Make sure you have space on, like, the situation <laughs> yeah. that you have right now. It's it's big, and I, I I'd
0: say you're cheating because that is not a concept to device. But I it is for Correct. the sake of for the sake of disagreement, I agree with you, <laughs> because the the Echo yeah. bike is is so devastating in all of its uh, metabolic pathways, whether it's the short, medium, long. It is truly an awful device, and it's not that expensive. That's the funny thing is it's just. Right it's very right. affordable. It's very big. Uh, I can't wait to have a garage instead of an RV to put these things in. But I've I can finagle this 118 pound echo bike in and out of the uh, garage by myself in this thing. I've, I I am fit enough to do that. And that's wonderful. But boy, I mean, last night, I will say that I did uh, five rounds of a 200 meter sprint into 15 calorie echo bike uh, with a one to one work rest two to one, I'm sorry, two to one work rest. And it was so so awful, so absolutely mm-hmm. awful. uh That again, it makes me grateful that I picked up this stupid Echo bike, and uh I too highly recommend it. Correct. And if if we could throw a fourth option in there, you got to get the Echo bike. Uh, all yeah, right, I,
1: right. Not a not a, not a C two bike. You're right. And I yep. I was mistaken on that, and that's a, that's <laughs> great for having it and being able to just kind of if you have if you're lucky enough to have one at home, you can you can literally watch a movie in front oh. of it. If you're doing a zone two piece. It just, yes. Just go to town but but for the full body I think uh training I think you need um the echo bike or back to c two you need a need a rower um there was a post from bkg not long ago just a day or two ago uh and he had uh, echo bike sprints and to see somebody of his caliber look as uh destroyed as he did, and he posted it on uh, what what it was i forget the the work rest and how 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 long the duration was tells you that <laughs> <laughs> How devastating that bike! That bike can be. No one, no one's friend. No,
0: and it's unexpected until you, until you do it. If 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 you're listening and you haven't been on an echo bike, uh, it's a it's like an assault bike, but it also is very different from an assault bike. But like the assault bike, your first attempt on this thing to maybe go you know, just uh, all out for 30 seconds. Um, I've seen many, many people on their first attempt at that, you know, just end up in the bathroom um, throwing up. It's mm-hmm. it's just very, very, very acute in its response or your body's response to it. Um, okay, so I've got a question here that i think i'll it'll be our last question and then we'll go into our picks of the week but i think it's an interesting one because again a lot of people have questions about knee sleeves this question uh from art mart that's the the instagram handle art mart sure. 75 so he is uh with 75 i'm assuming he's my age since i was born in 75 but he has been getting mcl strain on his right side do knee sleeves prevent this and i i don't know well i think there's two parts to this question um One, part A is what do you do? I am I'm just making up a generic question out of this. What do you do when you have some knee pain or you feel something kind of random? Because I have this sometimes I feel a little tweak in a knee or something. Um, What do you do about that? And then two, do you wear knee sleeves and why? I think that's uh, two questions I think we could fairly answer. Um, Do you want to take
1: either one of those? Uh, Second part. Uh, hey. I love my kneesle uh, absolutely, Talk about that. and and I need I feel like I need them to warm up my old knees. Um, and I know not everyone does wear them when it, where I train. Uh, but anything from a simple air squat to uh, heavy front squats to, of course, our favorite uh, pistols, um, they just provide a level of support uh, that. I, I, I just come to expect and they, the, the material keeps the knee warm. Um, it's, it's just, uh, it, it's like a security blanket now. Uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong in relying on them. I mean, I mean, functional fitness, if I'm outside and I need to squat, yes, I don't have time to run in and grab my knee sleeves and, uh, put them on and go, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to squat now. But, uh in the gym setting uh, I, I swear by them because of the support that I, I think they provide um, it's just it's a it's a mental thing now I, I love the way they feel Do you have a, a particular brand
0: or a thickness or uh, do you prefer them really tight or loose yeah, or I,
1: I use a, a, a rogue brand and I they are five millimeter I believe okay. yes okay five.
0: so I've heard an, a strong argument for uh, keeping the knees warm in particular for knee sleeves. Um, That is that is something that, um, you know, even uh, squat university has mentioned about knee sleeves. Um, For me, I, I'm not a knee sleeve guy. Um, I, I, I stopped knee sleeves a few years ago. um, And I just I just I think I forgot to, to wear them one day. And I just decided, well, um, I'm not going to deal with these stinky things every day anymore um so i i stopped wearing them on a daily basis but i will wear knee sleeves for walking lunges to protect my kneecaps i have i don't know i have the most sensitive kneecaps and i don't i just don't want those kneecaps touching anything so uh, if i Mm -hmm. could wear padded like construction uh pads on my knees to do walking lunges i would i could lunge all day but i wear knee sleeves when i lunge uh, but i'm not a knee sleeve guy so i think i think there's validity for wearing knee sleeves, particularly especially around uh that bit of support, something that's familiar, and keeping that knee warm between sets in particular. And I've heard a lot of arguments for that. Uh, on the other hand, um there are there are tremendous pressures, and this is just an opinion, um, and I'm not I'm not countering the idea of wearing knee sleeves, but there are tremendous mm-hmm. pressures when we squat or when we pivot that uh the neoprene is not necessarily going to prevent significant injury if we are in a compromised position so if we have absolutely improper squat technique if our knees cave in um if we're trying to go for protection from you know an mcl or acl tear and a knee sleeve is not going to do that um I've I've also found that when I am wearing knee sleeves, there there's some subtle reminders uh, and feedback that the knee sleeve gives that reminds me to pull my my knees wider, make sure that my knees are tracking over my toes, those kinds of things. Um, But uh, so to answer Art's question on uh, an MCL strain, knee sleeves probably won't provide tremendous um, enough support if there's really an MCL issue here. There's probably some movement patterns that are are a problem that are causing that MCL to be angry. And one of the things that I used to, uh, or that I believe, and I think I picked this up from Kelly Sturette, is uh, whenever you have a joint that is acting acting up. It's fussy. It's got some pain to it. You want to go upstream and downstream and see see if you can't loosen up the muscle fascia uh, in those muscle groups above, let's just call that the knee, above the knee in the quadriceps and the hamstrings, below the knee, in the calves, uh, maybe even all the way down into the foot. Because oftentimes, it might be you know something that's a very tight muscle, something that's really bound up that might be actually causing an inappropriate pressure on the knee, causing the knee to move in a way that's irregular. Um, and it's just more about a tight muscle or, uh, or bound up fascia. I'm, now I'm talking about words I don't understand completely, but I will just say that things <laughs> sounds <laughs> things good. It sounds good. I'm bound up fascia, whatever that is. But what I found is like if I do a good amount of uh, mobility work um, on my calves, uh, ankles, feet, even my quadriceps and my hamstring, whether I'm foam rolling, I'm using a massage gun, uh, doing some dynamic stretching, um, any any of those things can help loosen up those muscles to provide to uh, release some of the tension on that knee. And that's about as far as I know. And again when it, it, it will also come down to movement patterns like if you have a poor movement pattern either on a run or the way you walk or the way you squat or lunge um you know you could be creating some undue strain on that particular uh th- that mcl so i think that's i think it's a Absolutely. fair approach to that question we it's really two things knee sleeves and are they beneficial and what do you do when you've got a grumpy joint and i think those are uh oh, some fair sorry. answers yep. right Yeah. God forbid you have those. But Uh, as we all are getting older, they flare up more often than not. Heck, yeah, they do. I would love to say that I don't have any of those flare ups, but um, I do. I do. So um, let's move on to picks or tips of the week. And uh, I know that you mentioned one. And this is kind of fun because... I just talked about my three hour morning routine, but you have a quicker morning routine mm-hmm. to get to the gym, and that has to do with your pick of the Absolutely.
1: week or tip of the week, yep, yeah, it's just just more tip of the week because uh you know I know you put out uh a, a YouTube video on everything that you uh use in terms of supplements, which I know uh was well received gets a lot of uh, attention and uh probably uh, elicits a number of questions after the fact uh, that you're still probably answering. But for me, again, I train earlier in the morning than you do. uh, And I have a a very tight window between from getting up and then getting to the gym. Uh, uh, But again, if I'm pushing myself uh, in any type of uh, activity first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, it just has not agreed with me in the past. So I need to have something small, uh, light, but I need to eat something before uh, you know, it could be a piece of fruit, maybe a piece of toast with some peanut butter on it. Um, it does, it's not too much that's not, uh, digested, uh, well enough by the time that I'm really rolling. Uh, but again, this is, uh, you know, the routines that we, we touched on in the past that we all have to make for ourselves that when we can find time to put fitness, uh, in our life here. And for my quicker turnarounds in the morning, it's, uh, it's get up, it's get a little bit of food in my stomach and then, uh, then start my, my, my training session. Um, I, I don't have the time to have a full breakfast that comes afterwards. Uh, you know, whether I'm working in the office or working from home. Uh, so that's my, uh, my tip that if you are constrained on time and your stomach allows you, uh, and it's, and it's been agreeable to you by all means, make sure you get some calories in. get, get something in the, uh, in this, the, the stomach to help power you along as, as, uh, best you can.
0: Absolutely. It's so important to generally, especially if you're doing two sessions, as you often do, um, to fuel your fuel, your, uh, your sessions. Um, you know, we are a sport that does work on, um, fuel in our bloodstream. We've got, uh, that type of sport that we are training in. Um, so yeah, I, I do the same thing. If I'm doing an early morning session, I definitely make sure that I get something into the system and, uh, it, and, and a cup of coffee, of course, because that's just, I just have to. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Necessary. Caffeine Close is a supplement saying. and yep. just delicious. Um, for me, I wanted to mention uh, RX Smart Gear. Jump ropes in particular, and uh, this—I I know I've brought them up before as a pick. I think we both had uh, our own jump rope companies as a pick before. I just wanted to share an experience that I had with them this past week, maybe a week and a half ago. But I—I uh, I, I had uh, David, who is the CEO of RX Smart Gear. He reached out to me maybe six months ago and just wanted to say hello on a phone call. So we jumped on a call and we ended up chatting for like three hours because he's just a fascinating uh, individual, David Newman. It's just a good dude. He's been around from the beginning. He's an OG CrossFit guy that was, you know, at one of the CrossFit games in, um, Uh, early early on maybe the maybe the first year in Carson and he was fitting all the athletes with ropes like at the there they ran out of ropes I I don't know the, the story but he is he's got all these stories just helping athletes over the past 10 plus years get better at jump roping and then providing the market with really great jump ropes but they don't sponsor athletes so this isn't something this isn't a sponsorship or anything like that he just wanted to get to know me that's it, which is really interesting for a CEO of a of a pretty large company to just spend a few hours on the phone. Anyway, we committed that day to do a uh, another call, another Zoom call to work on my double unders, uh, double unders crossovers, uh, double crossovers, triple unders, all of that stuff. And a week and a half ago, we had this call, and um, he he spent. Another two and a half hours dedicated time, not no interruptions whatsoever. Uh, I was just out in front of my RV here with my phone on a stand. He's able to watch my technique and really take me from scratch to a proficient double under uh, and and double crossover um, athlete. I don't know what I would I, I could do them now, whereas before I couldn't do double crossovers. But um, I mean, I, I don't know a lot of companies that will just dedicate that amount of time To individual athletes. Um, I'm pretty sure the morning that he did the call with me, he was up at 6 a.m. that morning doing an international call with another uh, games athlete, and her fiance, I believe, is also a games athlete overseas. So he spent three hours with them, immediately rolled into two and a half hours with me. And I was like, that's five and a half hours of dedicated time to teach three people how to jump rope more efficiently. And all I wanted to say is just, that's that's a great, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's amazing effort. From one entrepreneur to another entrepreneur, he is excelling in that role. And I'm absolutely blown away. Um, and... I will shout out, I use their gear. I do like the RX Smart Gear jump ropes, all of them. Um, I have about eight different variations and they're all great. And prior to working with RX Smart Gear, all of my jump ropes were way too long. So I am now properly fitted for the most efficient jump ropes I've ever done. So 47 years old, 10 years in CrossFit, I've finally learned how to properly do double unders. Um, Thank you, David Newman, uh, at RX Smart Gear for helping me with that. Um, really great company. I think they're. Uh, I think you go to RxSmartGear.com and see everything they do. They innovate on all kinds of different things, but their jump ropes are their signature product.
1: I think it's uh, uh, telling that that most athletes, probably and myself included, jump with a rope that's too long. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, the most efficient jumpers. Uh, it's scary to think. For me, it's scary to think how short my rope should be compared to what it actually is. Oh, it's. Uh, but again, it's the off season that's what you it's a tweak for me time right now i'll
0: tell you that i used to i used to jump with a nine foot rope they sent me an eight foot six rope based on my height and i couldn't do it I, i couldn't even jump on the rope it just just wouldn't work i would trip every other every other rope and then when i was on the call with david he actually got me fitted specifically with the rope he had sent me and then we measured it afterwards and i think it was eight foot four so i was actually two inches shorter than the shortest rope they sent me and Given the technique that he taught me, I was doing double crossovers with a rope that was sh- the shortest rope I've ever jumped on. So it is yeah, a testament yeah, to sells, proper yeah. form, proper technique, and really, honestly, a great, really great cues. He gave me some cues that were amazing. Here's one. I'm going to share this cue. And he'd be fine if I share this. You want to hold the jump rope with a clean grip, not a snatch grip. Think about the width of your hands on a snatch versus the width of your hands on a clean. That's where you want to hold the mm-hmm. rope. Now, obviously, okay. your hands are... are are supinated. They're not. You're not holding it like a clean. You're holding it like a supinated clean. um Palms facing out. But that's the width you want to be thinking. So next time you're doing double unders, Rick, like tomorrow, um think about. Well, that was this morning. Uh, I was was this morning. should have heard your ah uh, yeah This you, morning, yeah. you've got this. You've got the snatch grip, which is my typical technique. Arms as wide as the snatch mm-hmm. grip. But if you keep those more like a clean grip, uh which was just a nice cue for me, like oh, get my arms into a clean width position um, as if I'm gripping a barbell uh, with my hands facing forward, obviously uh, palms facing forward. Gotcha. It was a, uh, it was just such a good cue. I was like, I can't believe I've never heard that. How have I never heard that? Maybe you've heard it. Maybe everyone listening has heard it, but it was new to me and I was uh, blown away and I love a good cue all day long. Absolutely. Swing, swing cues for me <laughs> for golf. We'll do that. <laughs> well, Rick, Excellent. We've, we've come to the end of our show. We've got two weeks of the CrossFit games. So much fun to, uh, so much fun coming, but literally two weeks from now, we'll figure out if we can have a show. Uh, I'll be competing. I know you'll be uh, at home, but we'll see if we do a show in two weeks. We'll definitely be on next week, probably on the week of the games, if not just after the Masters finish the games, we might do an episode. We'll figure out our schedule that week, but we'll definitely have a recap, and uh, and then after the games, uh, we'll have even more fun things to, uh, to talk about um, and all that's coming up Absolutely. in the fall. So looking forward to it.
1: Looking forward to it.
0: Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Masters in Motion podcast. If you found this episode to be helpful, we'd be so grateful, like 45 plus of you have already, to take a moment to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our Masters community. Until next time, get bolder, not older. See ya.